Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Irresistible University is an online community where I teach women just like yourselves how to ditch the body image issues so you can lose the emotional weight and gain the confidence to look and feel irresistible at any size. Okay, guys, welcome back to this week's episode. I have a major announcement to share with you today, a really big announcement that I'm excited to share with you, and a message that needs to be heard, a message that everyone needs to understand and needs to hear because it's impacting your life. So before we kind of get into it today, (laughs) I don't know how else to say this other than just to say it. (laughs) And that is, like drum roll, I am pregnant. I am pregnant with my second child. I'm just about 11 weeks along in my pregnancy journey. And we made the announcement this weekend on my Facebook page and on my Instagram. So some of you may have caught that. Some of you maybe did not see that because obviously you're busy doing all the other things in your life. And I really wanted to share this with my podcast listeners because, one, you guys are my peoples. I love you guys. And I want you to know kind of what what I have going on right now. Um, And secondly, there's an important message behind all of this that is connected to what we talk about here on the podcast with, you know, emotional weight and becoming the most irresistible version of yourself and all of those things. And my pregnancy journey is very much tied into that. And I think it's important for you to hear this, even if you're not, you know, the maybe you already have grown children, maybe you don't want children. Um, and if you are contemplating having children and you've had these thoughts and you definitely want to listen. And I think regardless of whether you have kids, want kids, don't want kids, this message will still resonate on some level with other areas of your life. So <laughs> before I kind of get into that, You've probably noticed the last couple episodes, I'm extremely winded and I sound like I've run a marathon. Um, Now you know, (laughs) you know why. And you also know that that's going to get only, that's only going to get worse over the next six months. So I know when I was pregnant with Catalina, I like, I could barely, like my breathing, it was just all your organs are like being squished and I'm only 11 weeks in and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling everything a lot faster and more intensely than I did with her. And I don't know why that is, um, but hey, that's where we're at right now. So (laughs) um, if I'm taking a lot of breaths and I sound like I've run a marathon, well, now you know why. You know why, guys. So I want you to ask yourself this question. I really want you to think about this. What are you putting on hold waiting for the wait? What in your life are you waiting for that you keep telling yourself, if I could just lose the weight, I'm going to do this. If I could just get to my goal weight, I would do this. If I could just be a size this, then I would do this. What are you putting on hold waiting for the weight? I have had conversations with hundreds of you 
whether it's, you know, in my DMs, in the comments, or you work with me in my program, and we talk about this, about what you're putting on hold. And so many of you, it's and it's a wide range. It's a range of, you know, I'm waiting to lose weight so I can wear a bathing suit again. I'm waiting to lose weight so that I can go on that vacation. Um, I'm waiting to lose weight so I can go to Disney World and not worry about a weight limit. I'm waiting to lose weight so that I can, you know, live my life to the fullest and do adventurous things and go have fun and stop just existing. It's also goes to the other spectrum of like where it gets really heavy of like I'm I'm waiting for the weight because I want to start a family. I'm waiting for the weight because I want to start dating again. I want to find a husband or a wife. Like I'm waiting for the weight so that I can find my life partner and have children. That's heavy stuff, guys. And so that's why I want to share this with you today because my own motherhood journey with baby one and baby two these feelings and these thoughts came up for me as well, okay? And I want to share that with you. And I also made a decision that as I go through this pregnancy journey, I'm going to be sharing with you um, other things that come up, being a plus-size pregnant woman, being someone who is not skinny, having a baby. Um, Because I know, you know, my last pregnancy and now this one, a lot of that content it doesn't exist. And I know how valuable it is to see yourself in other people. And, you know, when I see, and I mean no disrespect or no shade here, but like when I see a woman who is like, look at my baby bump, I'm 10 weeks, because I'm like almost 11 weeks. They're like, oh, look at my baby bump. And you can like barely see something. sorry, can't relate. Like, sorry, can't relate to that. Like, I already have a stomach, you guys. (laughs) I already have a fat roll. I still have the C-section belly from the first one. I can't really relate to your cute little tight, taut abs, okay, that you're poking out. And I mean, no disrespect by that, but when I see women that look like that, I can't see myself in that journey. And what can happen is when we see someone like that and we mix it in with all the diet culture bullshit, we think that there's something wrong with us. We think that we're not good enough, that we're not good mothers because we're not thin and we're putting our babies in danger because we're overweight or whatever. So I just think it's really valuable to share this, to share with you the non- perfect stuff that goes on because it's not really being talked about. And I haven't fully decided how I'm going to do that. I think what I may do, because I do recognize that not everyone is going to be interested in that, in that content. And so I may just do like a separate series on the podcast or on my YouTube channel. That is to be determined. Um, but either way, the podcast will continue on. We'll, we're not going to change the topic. We're not going to change anything. But I might just have like a separate series. We'll have to see how that goes um, and what that starts to look like. But back to the topic at hand here is what are you putting on hold waiting for the wait? And pregnancy is a big one. Let's think about that for a second. Pregnancy... Becoming a mom, and I think becoming a mom, no matter how you become a mom, what you're doing is you're literally ripping your heart right here 
you're you're ripping your chest open, you're taking your heart out, and you're laying it on the table and saying, I am willing to be the most vulnerable version of myself that I could ever possibly be because the amount of love that you give to become a mother, whether it's biological or not, is like the deepest level of love and you're also doing it knowing it could be taken away from you. And that's a really scary thing. And so it's very vulnerable to become a mother. The other piece to that, specifically get the pregnancy piece of it, if you're becoming a mother through through pregnancy, is um, if you have body image issues, if you have weight issues, if you have emotional weight that you haven't lost and you haven't resolved, when you become pregnant, what you're basically doing, girl, like you're taking all your cards and you're having to lay them out all over the table because your body is no longer yours. You are sharing your body with another person for nine months. And your body becomes the center of conversation at every single doctor's appointment in some form or fashion, right? So to become pregnant, you have that going on. You also have like, you know, the weight gain, possible stretch marks, the body changes. Like there's weird stuff that happens that you don't even think about. Like for me, I get extremely bad carpal tunnel in my good hand, my right hand. I remember with Kat, I had carpal tunnel so bad that it would wake me up in the middle of the night and I would be crying. Like just pain here in your wrist. Like you don't think about getting pregnant and that happening. So if you have unresolved body image issues and emotional weight that you haven't lost, going through pregnancy is only going to magnify it. It's only going to put it under a microscope even more. And so for me, I am so grateful that when I decided to have my daughter, Catalina, who's my firstborn, I had gone through my irresistible you journey. But I also want you to understand when you go through the irresistible you journey, it's not a one and and done, you know, scenario. You still will have things come up. You still will have these issues. You will still have these thoughts. You just understand how to um, navigate it, how to how to bounce back a lot faster than before where you just kind of went deep into the whole spiral of like the inner fat bitch talking, right? But getting pregnant puts all your cards on the table. It is the most vulnerable thing that you could ever do. And because of that, I think on some level we all understand that before we become moms. And that might be what's holding you back. That might be the thing that you're waiting on the wait for. And so for me, I honestly thought I never wanted kids. I never had that bug, like they call it the baby bug. Never had that, never had the desire, never had the urge, really just didn't want children. And everybody would tell me like, oh yeah, you know, it's going to hit you, blah, blah, blah. And it would just, it would piss me off when people would say that because I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Even when I turned 30, nothing. Didn't, like, literally just completely no feelings to it whatsoever. 
And I had, I got pregnant with Kat when I was 34. Uh, February, I was uh, 2016, February of 2016 when I got pregnant. And my husband and I, it was maybe like six months to a year, maybe six months to a year before we decided like, okay, let's do this, right? Like before we actually conceived her, that we were like, I was actually, so my husband and I talk about everything. Like when I say everything, I mean like everything, but I was like nervous to tell him how I was feeling because this part of me kind of wanted a kid. But then I would like shove it down. Like, no, 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 no. You don't want kids. Ugh. And I would think, well, maybe, you know, I'm like, I'm getting older. I'm in my, like about to be my mid thirties. Like, you know, when, if not now, when, right. And I would just push it down. And then I would have these feelings of like, yeah, but you got to keep losing more weight. Like you can't get pregnant like this. Like you can't get pregnant and be the fat girl because then you're going to be the fat pregnant girl and you're not going to look cute. You're not going to have a belly. Nobody's going to know you're pregnant. You're just going to look like a big old blob. And these, like I'm saying this because these are the real thoughts that go in your mind. And so I would have these thoughts and I would just tell myself, "Mm -mm, I don't, I'm not going to get pregnant. No, 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 no. So... I think it was like January. So I was having these feelings for like six months to a year before we even had a conversation. So then it was like January. Conceived my daughter in February. Yeah, it was like around January. We had this, we, we, I just remember it so clearly. We were like sitting around the kitchen table and we both kind of were feeling the same thing. Obviously my husband wasn't thinking about his weight (laughs) or my weight. (laughs) That was all on me. But we had this conversation like, do we really want kids? And we both kind of felt like, yes, but if we don't, it's okay, but I kind of do, but I'm scared shitless because it's the biggest life-changing thing you could ever do, and so we both kind of looked at each other, and we said, okay, if we don't, if we don't try, because mind you, I was 34, he was 35, we had never intentionally tried at this point (laughs) and we had been very intentional about not having children if you get my like very intentional that we weren't trying (laughs) so we both said okay if we don't try being that we're in our mid-30s what if we can't like we don't even know if if we maybe we can't have kids who knows and so we both said like okay if we don't at least try would we regret this decision? And at the same time, I swear to you, we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, yes, like there's our answer. So here I go, girl, I got out the phone. I got out the app, the, the, um, ovulation app or whatever. And it was telling me when, you know, it was going to be a good time. (laughs) And, um, I, I had no idea that the very first, very first time we try, it happened. I'm not trying to be braggy because I know a lot of women have fertility issues. So sometimes I kind of feel guilty for talking about that. But this is my story. And I'm sharing it also because I had this assumption, well, you're overweight. You're not at your goal. You still have weight to lose. So it's probably going to take you longer to get pregnant. And it didn't. It was like, bang, like, whoa. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I was scared, guys. I was really scared. Like, Even though I wanted my baby, I wanted that pregnancy so much, when I actually found out and I read that little stick and it said pregnant, 
I was like, oh my God. Because I was thinking, it's going to take a couple months. It'll maybe be six months or more. You're, by that point, you're going to get to your goal weight. You're not going to be the overweight, you know, pregnant girl or whatever. And it was like, no, you're, girl, you, girl, you pregnant. Like, you real pregnant. And um, I, I kind of struggled for a few weeks. I'm not even going to – I share this openly all the time, how – I just kind of was like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't go through this weight gain because I had remembered what it felt like to rapidly gain weight, to get the stretch marks. And it kind of took me back to when I gained almost a hundred pounds right out of high school, which was a very traumatic event for me. So that made me realize I had more work to do on me, more emotional weight to lose. And I started to see a therapist through my doctor because I'm like, you can't, you can't just process these thoughts. I, so I started to do that. I started to really work through the Irresistible You framework and really put into practice all the things that I've been doing for so long, more than I ever had before, stronger than I ever had before, because I realized, you know what, you can't pass this anxiety and these feelings onto this helpless child who didn't ask for this. And it took me a few weeks or so, and then I kind of started to like, be able to embrace it. And I think I really did. Like I embraced my pregnancy. I loved being pregnant. I loved having a belly because let me tell you, and I'm just waiting for this right now. The gut, the gut and the fat roll girl, all of a sudden, I think it's like maybe about the six month or so. I can't remember when this really happens, but I hope it's soon. (laughs) Uh, Everything, all the fat just kind of melds together (laughs) into this big, cute belly (laughs) where at the beginning and this is kind of how I feel now it's like I got the fat roll I got the gut and it's all getting bigger and it's just kind of a mess (laughs) but eventually it all melts like kind of meshes together and becomes this adorable I was like oh my god you guys I was like the first time in my life I have a hard stomach Like, this is the plus-size pregnancy stuff I'm talking about. This is what you don't hear in your other your other stuff, okay? <laughs> but this is the truth, and this is how it really is. And so I'm kind of waiting for that to happen over the next couple weeks to months because that's just always a good feeling. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and then you deliver the baby, and that, that goes to shit. So anyway, um, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying at this point about that. So yeah, I started to embrace the pregnancy. I really did. I loved being pregnant. I loved showing off the bump. I loved wearing cute clothes because I just decided, you know what? My guiding principles, my belief system that is baked into the irresistible you framework is to not wait for the weight. Because if you wait for the weight and you're pregnant, what the hell are you going to wait for? Because you're going to you're going to pass those 9 months by either being miserable, talking shit to yourself, being nasty to yourself, or you're going to embrace where you are. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not perfect. I am not thin. I am not skinny. I am a size 14 and I am pregnant and here I am. And if you don't like it, who cares? I like it. (laughs) My husband likes it. We think it's cute. If you don't think it's cute, I don't care. Um, And I just really decided to embody what I always believed, which was like, you know, living for the moment, being in the moment, embracing where you are right now in your journey. And I think when you're pregnant, 
that is so important because, and it's hard. It's also very hard. And I'm going through it now. Also, I will be very candid with you. Not the level I was before, but I'm. what I mean going through it is like my hormones right now, you guys, are raging. Um, first trimester is hard because everything is kind of like just raging out of control and, and, and you're building things and you're creating things. And then the second trimester gets a lot easier in a lot of areas. But that lack of energy, the fatigue that I'm feeling right now, um, and to be very candid with you as well, I I take Wellbutrin. Wellbutrin is a antidepressant. They told me that I could continue to take it because they feel like the mother's mental health is, is of utmost importance. However, the medication can cause heart issues into the baby. And that's just not something that I'm willing to risk. I want to do everything in my power to give that baby the, the, the highest level chance that it has. And, and I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. So I'm going to be very honest with you. Between the hormones coming off my medication, COVID-19, y'all, lockdown, it's been hard. Like, it's been really hard. And I've had to be extra vigilant and extra um, proactive at making sure my emotional health and my mental health are being taken care of. And for me, that is, you know, going out for walks and getting fresh air, doing my hair, doing my makeup, looking cute, because I've had a few days that were really low, really dark and really low. And I, the thing about it is because I've done this work and I teach this work, I can recognize it in a heartbeat versus before years ago, um, you know, I could go weeks and months and be like, I don't understand what happened, right? So, excuse me, I'm very, like, being pregnant, me and being pregnant, the congestion and the not being able to breathe is so real. So, anyway, I just, where I'm going with this is, what are you putting on hold waiting for the wait? Because... The problem isn't actually the number on the scale or the size, but that's what you tell yourself. Well, if I could just, if so for me, it was like, well, if I could just weigh 150, then I'll get pregnant because then at least if I gain 50 pounds in pregnancy, you know, I would barely be back at the 200s again. So I could stay under Wonderland. You know, you tell yourself, well, if I could just be this size, then I'm going to go ride a horse or I'm going to go to Disney World and not worry about if there's a weight limit or, you know, whatever. Like we all have our thing. Like I want you to insert your desire into that statement, right? And I think right now too, you know, pre-COVID-19 life, because I feel, and they've been talking about this, how there's like this new divide in our world of like the pre-COVID-19 world and then the post-COVID-19 world. And that, that's just the reality of where we're at. Pre-COVID-19, you were putting your life on hold waiting for the wait. And so you would say like, well, when I lose weight, I'll dot, dot, dot. I'll start a family. I'll get pregnant. I'll ride a horse. I'll wear a bathing suit. I'll go shopping for new clothes. Right now, living in the current COVID-19 landscape, it's no different. Except the thing that you're saying now is this. When things go back to normal, I'll 
dot, dot, dot. When things go back to normal, then I'll worry about my weight. When things go back to normal, then I'll think about buying a house. When things go back to normal, I'll start trying to have a baby. Except things are never going to go back to normal. What we thought of as normal isn't going to happen. Okay, Uh, there's this new normal that's going to come over us. And normal, you guys isn't going to happen any time in the near future. And even if it start, uh, let's just say, even if tomorrow things go back to normal, like let's just, let's be, let's fantasize for a second, (laughs) that things go back to normal tomorrow. What is going to stop you from using your pre-COVID-19 excuses again? Nothing. Unless you do the work to intentionally lose the emotional weight. That's it. So, you know, the problem here isn't, like I said, it's not the number on the scale or the size in your genes. There's an underlying belief that you have, a feeling that you have, that you think you don't deserve whatever that desire is. You don't deserve to feel happy and live your life until you reach your goal weight. And that was kind of what happened for me with like becoming pregnant was like, well, I can't get pregnant unless I'm at my goal weight because I, you know, I have to look this way and I want to look cute and and I don't deserve to look pregnant because I'm going to look gross. Like this was the story that I was telling myself. And even with this one, so I haven't talked much about this pregnancy in terms of like how this happened. Well, we all know how it happened, but (laughs) um, it was kind of the same thing. I had my daughter in 26, so I'm just going to, like, this, I, I feel like this podcast is going to be all over the place, and I apologize for that, but I think the content, I think you'll get a lot out of it, so if it's all over the place, I do apologize. So let me just go down this road for a second. In 2016, um, I had my daughter, October 2016, and my husband and I were, it was just like before, we're like, I don't want kids, you cannot change my mind, that is solid. Same thing. I was like, she's a one and done. I don't want any more kids. I love the idea of being a, um, having an only child. I'm a one and done. This is it. Shut her down. (laughs) And I'm telling y'all. So like the minute she would outgrow clothes and this girl had the cutest clothes. Oh my God. The minute she would outgrow all her little cute dresses and all her stuff, I would pack it up, ship it to Goodwill, put it or put it in my car, get over to Goodwill and dump it off. As soon as she outgrew her baby bathtub, I mean, I'm telling you, I would put it in a box, I would get it in the car, and we would go to Goodwill and dump it off. Well, (laughs) well, (laughs) I had some bigger items that I needed to get rid of, like her swing. I had her, um, we had a baby Breeza, which if you are going to formula feed, if you don't buy this baby Breeza, I don't know what is wrong with you. The baby Breeza is like the Keurig of formula. You put the power, oh my gosh, like Talk about a lifesaver at three o'clock in the morning. So I had my baby Breeza, my swing, like the big eye, big ticket stuff. And I put on Facebook Marketplace because I'm like, we got to get this out of the house. I'm done with this. She was maybe, because she's three now, maybe a year and a half, not quite two. So that was kind of around the time this started to happen. This woman messages me. And she says, is your baby Breeza still for sale? (sighs) Oh, 
my God. I cannot articulate to you the rage. And I mean, like, this primal mother bear. I I didn't even understand the feeling that I was having, you guys, when this happened. It was this primal mother bear thing that, like, rage that washed over me. And I just, like, what do you mean, my baby breed? Like, you guys, I put it up for sale, okay? (laughs) And I, I never even messaged her back because I just was like, no, that's my baby's stuff. That's my baby's swing. That's my baby's Brisa. That's mine. It's not yours. I don't want some other baby, like, laying around in her swing. And I, I don't know where it came from. And that's when I said, okay, maybe you're not one and done. Because there's some issues going on, girlfriend, and you're not one and done. <laughs> And that's when it all really, like, the seed was planted. And my husband and I, again, were, like, on the same page where we're, like, we would watch Cat, like, at the playground or even at home, like, playing. And we started to get sad. Like, oh, my God, she's an only child. And, like, she's not going to have a a sibling. And this is really sad. And, like, we would just... (sighs) And I'm going to get into some of this at a later time. Um, I'm not going to talk about a certain topic today that's um, part of that journey. So let's get into that at another date. But we would have this conversation back and forth. Like, do we want to have another baby? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I don't want to start over. We've gotten so far. She's so, like, independent now. Like, and we would kind of go back and forth just like we, we did with with her before she was even in existence. And then um, 2020 came. And I said, it was like last year, like late last year before we really got into 2020. And I was like, you know what? In 2020, there has to be a decision. I'm 38. I am 38 years old. I'm turning 39 in July. My husband will be 40 in October. And I said, in 2020, there's a decision because for me personally, and and it wasn't even just our age. My daughter's three. She turns four in October. I don't want any more age gap. I'm like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And if we're not, let's shut it down, close this chapter and move on with our life. And we were both kind of the same way of like, if we don't try, we'll have regrets because again, four years has gone by has anything changed? Can I still get pregnant? Can I still have babies? And the answer is yes. And I can have them very easily. Again, that fear of like, you know, I am a little bit, I'm 10 pounds heavier than I was when I conceived her. So there, so that was the other thing that started to hold me back again was like, oh my God. Cause I thought, I thought by now I would have been closer to my goal or at my goal. And I wasn't. But I also, I was about to let 10 pounds stop me from this decision. And that's what I'm talking about, this whole waiting for the weight. Am I really going to let 10 freaking pounds stop me from a decision that changes the rest of my life? And a decision that I don't really have time to sit around and contemplate over 10 fucking pounds. If I want my kids to be this, have this age gap, if I want to have a baby in 2020, 
I'm going to let 10 pounds get in the way of that? No. So if this was a very easy decision for me. Like, not easy, but it was, like, obvious. Like, come on, Amy. But even with all the work that I've done, what I'm trying to say to you is you still have these feelings, these thoughts, but I know how to redirect them. I know how to get back on track. Here's where we're at. Like, I decided, like, I am definitely not in the body I wanted to be in for this pregnancy, but I am, like, thank God, I am healthy. Everything looks great. Um, you know, things are progressing. Things are going the, smoothly. Things are going the way. Grateful for the body that I am in because this body, overweight or not, gives my children what it needs to thrive. And that's kind of how you have to change your thoughts. Like it's either you're going to be miserable and picking yourself apart. This is whether you're pregnant or not. Or thank you so much for giving my baby the nutrients that it needs. For giving my baby a place to grow and thrive. For being able to create life. It's all mindset. It's all how you think about it. And so the problem, I'm going to go back to this again. If you're having these conversations with yourself or your partner, the problem isn't the number on the scale or your size. It's a belief inside of you that you don't believe you deserve to be pregnant or the desire that you have. It's that you don't think you deserve to feel happy and live your life until you look a certain way or you weigh a certain number. And so what happens when you do that? When you do that, when you keep putting your life on hold, you punish yourself. You're punishing yourself. Because then you're unhappy, you're miserable, you're beating yourself up, you're doing all the inner fat bitch chatter. And so what do you do to silence it? You eat. You eat more. You eat and eat and eat and emotionally eat. And then you just keep making empty promises to yourself that someday, someday you're going to start over, whether that's next Monday, next month, next season, next year. When life slows down, I'll decide to have a baby. When life slows down, I'll work on losing the emotional weight. When COVID-19 goes away, then I'll get to, I'll get to work. And there's a big big problem when you think this way. It's dangerous. And it's dangerous because someday does not exist. It doesn't. Please tell me a day in the week, and there's seven, which one of those is someday? None of them. So saying someday, promising yourself Someday I'll do this. It's a false promise. And it's a false promise that makes you feel better about your shitty choices in the heat of the moment. That shitty choice to like eat the whole bag of Reese's peanut butter cups or Reese's peanut butter eggs. It feels better to say, well, I'm going to start over on Monday. But for right now, I'm going to go ahead and eat this because I'm going to start over on Monday. So it, it like takes the pressure off of you, the ownership, the responsibility, because now in the heat of the moment with that shitty decision, you just give yourself that false someday promise. 
when we all know it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until you are intentional about what you're doing and you decide you start today. So yeah, it feels good in the moment. It feels easy in the moment to scarf down your six pack of cupcakes than to actually deal with your emotions than to actually deal with, am I too fat to have a baby feeling? What if I don't look pregnant? What if I'm not cute? What if I don't have a belly? What if nobody knows I'm pregnant? What if the doctor calls me morbidly obese? What if my weight hurts the baby? Those are real, valid thoughts. But when you shove cupcakes down your throat, rather than sit in the pain of those real valid feelings, sure, it feels easier in the moment. I'll start over on Monday. I'm going to like work as hard as I possibly can, put my head down, get off these 30 pounds, and then I'll worry about getting pregnant. Except you never do. Because you haven't gained the tools and resources to lose the emotional weight in the first place. And if you can't lose the emotional weight, you will never lose the physical weight and keep it off. And then as soon as those cupcakes are gone, do you think your feelings are gone? Uh, no. So the cupcakes are gone. You feel shittier than you did before you started eating them. On top of now all the guilt and all the shame about eating the cupcakes, about not being a size whatever you want to be, sprinkled right on top of everything. And then how many times do you repeat, 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 instead of sitting in the pain of dealing with your feelings and your emotions? So then you just tell yourself, the reason your life sucks is because of your weight. You can blame your weight. You can blame everything on your weight. Your job, COVID-19, not having a kid, having kids, everything gets blamed on your weight. Except that is not the problem. The problem isn't your weight. It's what you think about your weight. The physical weight is a side effect of something bigger. And something bigger is usually wrapped up in the emotional weight that you're carrying. So, Let's just start to wrap up because this is a super long episode. And like I said, I feel like it's kind of been all over the place, but a lot of things that needed to be said that you needed to hear. To kind of summarize this, you guys, getting to your goal weight, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be physically healthy. You are going to have a better quality of life to lose the weight. If you are obese, if you are a size that is infecting, gosh, impacting your quality of life, yes, you will benefit greatly from losing physical weight. But let me say this, losing weight or getting to your goal weight is not a prerequisite to live your life. You deserve and are allowed to live your life no matter where you are on the scale. You don't need to wait for the weight to live your damn life. You don't need to wait for the weight to put makeup on, to put on a cute outfit, to feel good about yourself, to like be confident in who you are. If you, if you want to lose the weight, 
feeling confident and good in your skin and all of those things, you can do that now. And whatever physical weight you lose, it's just icing on the cake. But you have it backwards. You believe that if you lose your physical weight, then you will feel confident and beautiful and irresistible and have your shit together. And it doesn't work that way. It definitely doesn't work that way. Losing weight and getting to your goal weight is not the golden ticket to confidence and feeling irresistible. It's just not. And I will argue all day long that until you lose your emotional weight, no matter how much physical weight you lose, it's not going to stay. And it's not going to give you the feeling that you really want. And I've talked to so many women, and I have experienced this as well, that even when you get to your goal or you lose a ton of weight, that feeling that you craved, that that like daydream moment that you're having inside your head every day about what it's going to be like to lose weight, it doesn't just happen. It's not going to happen until you do the work you need to do on your emotional weight. Because it's always about what you think about yourself. It's what you think the weight means, what you think you like what you believe about yourself because of the weight. And so there's a lot of major stuff that you're putting on hold from something that seems as simple as buying new clothes, putting on a bathing suit, going to the beach, to something as life-changing as becoming a mom. I swear I'm not going to cry right now. It breaks my heart to know that some of you are putting motherhood and a family and a relationship on hold because of your weight, because you don't see your own worth. You don't see your value, your worth. You don't see yourself the way other people see you. And so you're willing to sacrifice one of the greatest gifts that life could give you because of your weight. And when I think back to the way I used to think about myself and the way I would feel, I can't even imagine a life and a world without my daughter. (laughs) And I don't know this baby yet, but I already feel different. I already feel a great sense of responsibility and love. And I can't imagine if I would have not, if I would have decided that I was so worthless being overweight that I don't deserve to have a family. And I don't want that for you either. I want you to live the life you deserve, the life you crave. I want you to stop putting your life on hold, waiting for the wait. And through all the chaos that's happening right now, all the pain in the world with this pandemic, if there is one thing that I wish everyone could take away from it, is that there is no someday. That what really matters is our health and our families, the people that are around us. 
whether that's family by blood, family by friendship, it doesn't matter. The people that you care about and your health are the things that matter in this world. Everything else, you can figure it out. And I hope that the takeaway you get out of that situation is that we don't have time to sit around and wait for the wait. Because life comes at us and it comes at us hard and it's not always going to be easy. And if you're sitting around waiting for the wait, sitting around waiting for things to get better, for things to go back to normal, when in God's name is that going to happen? It doesn't happen unless you take the bull by the horns and decide today's the day. I'm in control of how I feel. I'm in control of what I think. No matter what is happening around me, I get to control that. So we're going to be talking about this over inside of the free Facebook uh, group. We have an Irresistible You podcast discussion group. If you are not a member, it is free to join. Please click the link in the show notes and you can get in um, and you can come hang out with us. And I want to be, I want to have this conversation with you guys. I want to talk about what are you putting on hold? What are you putting on hold waiting for the wait? Because this is big stuff. Because... We don't get tomorrow back. I mean, (laughs) what in the world, Amy, really? We don't get yesterday back. (laughs) We don't get tomorrow. We only get today, okay? So, you know, you have got to embrace where you are. Meet yourself where you are. Embrace where you are. Even if you're not where you want to be physically, it's time to stop waiting for the wait. It's just time. And if you want to know how to do that, if you want to have the tools, the resources, the skills, then we need to work together. You can sign up for the Irresistible You program. Let's see if you're a good fit. There is a link in the show notes where you can schedule a clarity call with me. And we will see where you're at, what are your goals, and is my program a good fit for you? So I am so grateful and humbled to be able to share this message with you, to share my announcement with you. Um, I thank you so much for listening, for always tuning in. If you could do me one big favor, this would be amazing, especially with everything going on right now, is that if you could head over to iTunes and just leave a quick rating and review. It takes like 60 seconds. Just say how the podcast has helped you. Just let me know. You give your rating, you give your little quick review, and that helps me more than you could understand. So I hope you're able to do that. I will catch you inside of the Facebook group. Until the next one, guys, stay irresistible.